What's up, everybody? So glad that you chose to join me today. I pray that God will bless you. I pray that he will speak to your spirit and guide your, your steps. Psalm 37, 23, 24 says, The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. How awesome is that? We worry about so much, yet God promises that he will make firm your steps and to uphold you with his hand. But the key is the little phrase, the one who delights in him. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in him, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I believe that is because when you delight yourself in him, he changes your heart. You begin to desire what God wants for your life. We could do a whole message on what it means to delight yourself in him. Scripture is consistent with its message that we are to seek him first, to delight in him, to acknowledge him in all things. Then he will add these things to you. Then he will give you the desires of your heart. Then he will uphold you when you stumble. Then he will make your path straight. The word of God does not say that he will do these things for everyone, no matter what. It says he will do it for the ones who delight in him, the ones who seek him above all things, acknowledge him, give him the glory. Let's be a people like that, men and women after God's own heart. Let's be a people that makes him a priority in all things, that gives him the glory in all things. Then we will see the word of God come to life like never before. We will see God move in ways we've never seen. Then when we read God's promises, we can stand on them with confidence. Okay, guys, let's jump into today's message titled, Don't Cry. There have been many times, many times when my kids would cry about something and I usually tell them, suck it up, buttercup. You'll be okay. But there are times when they are really down and heartbroken. And as a parent, it moves you to want to act. You want to do something to help them. This is where the moms usually excel. The nurturing thing is not always the first response for, for men. But I can't tell you how many times my kids, especially my little one, made something that was special and accidentally messed it up or broke it or tore it, etc., or had some toy that you know she really loved and it wouldn't work anymore. You know, even my older daughter, you know, has gotten upset, you know, because she broke her necklace and that necklace was special to her. Or uh, one of her books that she really loved got soaked from her coming home from school one day when it was raining and her backpack got all wet and the book got wet. And so I spent hours just sitting there drying each page. Um, to try to help her. My wife has gotten upset because something special to her broke. And in all these cases, my heart went out to them and it moved me to want to find a way to fix it. No one wants to see their uh, loved ones hurting or broken. So we will do what we can to help those we love. This is where we pick up today. Jesus sees a woman who is broken and crying because only, you know, because her only son has passed away. And it moves Jesus to do something special for her. In Luke 7, uh, verses 11 through 13, it says, Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples uh, and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was, was with her. 
When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. Now, I'm sure that this wasn't the first time, first person that Jesus came in contact with that had lost someone special to them. But before, but for whatever reason, Jesus sees this woman and his heart breaks for her. He has such compassion for her. One thing to really take note of is that she was a widow and now has lost her only son, leaving her with no male in the house. So if you understand the culture of that day, you know that the women were not allowed to work. They depended on their husbands. And if they lost their husbands, they depended on their sons. And if and when they had no sons, you know, and no men in the house, they were left to beg. And this lady was grieving and already suffered the pain of losing her husband. And now she loses her only son and faces the realization that she will have no way to provide for herself and will end up begging. When the others see her, they are likely, you know, they likely offered some simple expressions of their condolences as a kind gesture. And a side note, back then, they would pay people to come in and mourn with them. They had professional mourners. Yeah, I know of a few drama queens that could have been awesome at that job. I'm just saying. But when Jesus sees her, he feels what she feels. That is true compassion. True compassion is your pain in my heart. In that moment, Jesus is moved by her pain and he tells her, don't cry. Now, typically, that is not something you would say to someone grieving. Imagine you just lost a child or a parent and someone tells you, don't cry. You would probably go off on them, right? But this, in this moment, Jesus tells her, don't cry, because what he's really saying is, trust in me. There will be no need for those tears. I'm going to make all things new. She is likely, she likely could see it in his eyes, the compassion of the Father. I can't imagine the comfort she likely felt in that moment. She probably felt a peace that she could not explain. In that moment, he calmed the storm in her, like a child that was that is afraid until their dad walks in, and then suddenly they aren't afraid anymore. Verse 14 and 15 says, Then he went up and touched the buyer. And it's talking about the that was something that um, they would lay the coffin or casket on um, and they would use it to carry uh, the coffin or casket or, casket or body. Um, it was kind of like a stand. So when he touched it, they were uh, while they were carrying him, uh, it says that the bearer stood still. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk and Jesus gave him back to his mother. With her hope building and a peace she can't explain, Jesus walks up and touches the the stand, the the stand that the casket was sitting on. Which, you know, at that moment when he touched it, he interrupts the entire funeral procession and brings it to a halt. At this moment, people have to be looking around, thinking, "What is he doing?" Some some probably thought he was being rude. Some with Jesus were probably hanging on every moment, anxiously anticipating Jesus' next move, wondering, what is he going to do? This lady's son is dead. Everyone is standing there, and you could probably hear a pin drop. Then Jesus tells the woman's son to get up, and he sits up and starts talking to them. So hold up a minute. This dude was dead. I mean, like dead, dead. 
like on his way to be buried. And he just sits up and starts talking like he never left. Like he never missed a beat. Now, I can't, I can't help but wonder how many people fainted when he sat up. It makes me think of this old song by a comedian singer named Ray Stevens called Sitting Up With The Dead. I can't explain the full full humor of this song if you're not familiar with it with it, but suffice it to say that the song in the song the the dead person all of a sudden sits up and scares everyone to death. No pun intended. But everyone freaks out and starts running everywhere. But in the song the dead person sits up due to scientific reasons, but is still very very much dead. This guy, however, sits up and starts talking to them. You know someone just about had to have had a heart attack. Uh, It probably freaked some people out, for sure. But it would be easy to overlook what Jesus did with simply speaking the words, get up. All of the things that happen upon death, from decomposition and organs breaking down to rigor mortis setting in, not to mention that just being deprived of oxygen for too long can cause brain damage and other problems. So in this moment, Jesus shows just how in the beginning, God simply spoke the words and stars were set in place. At his word, life was created. At his word, what did not exist came into being. He defied the laws of nature because he exists outside of them. He, in essence, wrote them. So at his word, he reversed the laws of nature and restored this young man as if he had not been dead at all. Jesus once again shows everyone that he holds the power over life and death. And everything exists, everything that exists, does so at his word. John 1.3 says, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. I feel like there are some of you out there that are broken and crying and just dealing with some really tough times. And Jesus is saying, don't cry. Trust me. I'm in control. I will heal what is broken. I will restore the years the locusts have taken away. I will bring you through it. I will pour out my favor on you. Just trust in me. God, you are so good and we are so blessed. I pray for all those out there hurting and going through the fire. I pray they would just seek you first. I pray that you would pour out your favor on your people. Help us not to miss the little details uh, to your promises like putting you first, seeking you first, delighting in you, acknowledging you in all things, so that we might see the promises of your word come to pass in our own lives. Let your people walk in your favor and in the power of your truth. Help us to rid ourselves of anything that that we have put ahead of you. Help us to truly surrender and empty our cup so that you can fill it. Speak to your people, Lord. Teach us your ways so that we may walk in them. Help us to live our lives in honor of you and the work Jesus did on the cross. Forgive me, Lord, for where I failed you. Renew my spirit. Use me today, Lord. Bless my life because I chose to be a blessing to others. Let us go forward and declare your love to the world. May we shine a light on the truth for others to see. And may your people acknowledge you in all things. Amen.